Hello and welcome to On the Record, the podcast of the Cuyahoga County Common Police Court. I'm your host, Darren Toms, and we hope you enjoy our discussions about the court and the legal system. Today we're talking with Judge Nancy Margaret Russo, who presides over reentry court. Judge, hello. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Hi, Darren. Thank you for inviting me. Tell us about reentry court and how this works. Reentry court is a docket that interrupts a prison term through judicial release and then places a person on intensive form of community control, which is also known as probation. And our goal is to make whatever prison term this is to be their last prison term. If the person successfully completes our program, then the balance of the prison term is wiped away and they are free. Reentry court participation has specific eligibility criteria. Defendants are screened by the reentry court team. So explain the process for us of how somebody enters the docket. There are eligibility requirements. The most important one is that they're legally eligible under Ohio law for early release from prison under the judicial release statute. After that, we have our own eligibility requirements that include that they can be on their fourth prison term, but not their fifth. They can be in on two cases right now, but not three. They must obviously be sentenced from Cuyahoga County because that's the only jurisdiction we have. And we do not take as re-entry court clients contact sexual offenders. So anything that's rape, GSI, sexual battery is not eligible for our court. It is statutorily eligible for judicial release, but we do not have that as an eligibility availability in reentry court here. Reentry court has been around for more than a decade now. How many people would you estimate have been helped by it so far? Nearly 500. And in that time of the 10 years, we have saved the state of Ohio That was through March 2018. And we have saved days served in prison in the amount of 185,145 days, which translates to 506 years not served in prison, which is pretty remarkable. Let's go through the process. Somebody is accepted into reentry court. How do they start working with you? What does the DACA do for them? And what happens when they get out? The form of supervision that we do is very unique, and it is also, I think, very personal, and we call it collaborative. So the person's involved in their probation, as opposed to traditional probation where a judge sets conditions and then a probation officer meets with the person, and they just basically go through the conditions without a lot of back-and-forth conversation or alterations. This is collaborative in the sense that we're fluid. As a person's needs change, we move the conditions to change. If they need additional supervision, we increase it. If they need less, we decrease it. If they need to talk to me directly about a problem, they have direct access to the court. The probation officer is right around the corner from my office. So we've created more of a support system, and that's why we like to consider it more of a collaborative form of community control. And I think that's where the success comes from is in the difference in how supervision is done. Are their families generally involved? Their families are not directly involved, but their family needs are involved in the sense that if a person in the program needs something, they need parenting or they need housing or they need employment or they want to apply for school, we help them do those things. If they are having issues in their family, we will look for what kind of services we might be able to refer them to. So we're we're a flashpoint for need, and then we try to link people with services. Now, families are involved to the extent that they also have access to the court. 
And in cases in particular with people with drug problems, the families have been very involved in notifying us when they think somebody has relapsed, when they think somebody's in danger, and we will always take those calls from the family, but what we don't do is allow the family to interfere. Our goal is to get the family to work with us, and it's been very successful that way. What do you find is the biggest need of somebody who's coming out of prison? Is is it a place to stay? Is it employment? I've got to imagine that's key. I think if you're going to talk about physical needs, that in this county, housing is important and can be difficult and probably the biggest barrier to people, whether they're coming out of prison into my program or coming out of prison directly, or if they're just people trying to go to work, is that this county has really no public transportation to speak of. And that impairs the ability for people to do better and get work. And that is an infrastructure problem that should have been addressed years ago, still isn't really being addressed, and every day impacts negatively the economy here as well as, I think, the successful rehabilitation of people coming out of prison. As far as the non-physical concrete needs, I think the most important thing they need is that they need somebody to believe in them. And that's what Rancher Court really does is We are sometimes the first place they've been where somebody actually listens. Another key to reentry court is low recidivism, and for those who may not know, that's going out and committing another crime after you are released. How long do you track people after the program, and how do you base your success rate? We follow them for three years. So after they graduate, we keep running their CCH, their criminal record history, for three years. And we consider them successful if they have not picked up anything more than a traffic ticket for those three years. And I'm happy to tell you we have a 92% success rate on that very strict criteria that we set for ourselves. That's the highest success rate and lowest recidivism rate, 8% that I can find anywhere. In 2017, you were honored by the prisoners at the Grafton Correctional Institution with their Coretta Scott King Award. Now, it's not often a sitting judge is thanked by people who are in prison. Uh, I I had the honor of attending the ceremony with you. It was a pretty emotional day. What, What are your thoughts looking back on that? Well, people get awards, and sometimes one award means more than another. For me... I don't think there's any higher honor that I could get than for inmates in an institution to award me with the Coretta Scott King NAACP Award because it's it's a recognition of how I live my life and do my work, and it's from people who are in prison, some of whom I sent there, and that meant the most to me of anything I've ever received. I think too often people look at the courts and think they're just trying to punish people for uh, making a misdeed. But I don't think a lot of people realize how much good is actually done by the courts to help people bounce back from those mistakes and be productive again. Well, we're all in a difficult position because we're constantly balancing two very important interests, the protection of the public and the punishment of an offender. And so when you have that on your shoulders every day, you have to be really mindful of what risk somebody does pose to the community, you have to be very careful in deciding that you you don't punish somebody just to punish someone, that there has to be a reason, that the punishment fits the crime, so to speak, and that you're thinking in advance of how much of a risk is this person. And if the person can be safely released back into the community, then the judge has to have the courage to do that. I tell new judges coming in that the day you send somebody to prison, 
and it doesn't take a little piece out of you, then it's the day you need to go back out the door. What else would you like people to know about Reentry Court and the program? Just that the team on it, Siobhan Kimbrough, who's our PO, and Brooke Haydock, who does our processing, and Dina Lucci, my bailiff, that it's just really four people that do this entire program. And they're not paid any extra. This is their job. This is the job that they asked to do. Siobhan specifically asked to be the Ranch Court PO, and she's phenomenal. Brooke specifically wanted to be the processor, and she came in as an intern, worked as an intern to wait to get the job, which shows true dedication. And they're really committed to the work. And I think in a day when government employees are being bashed and slammed and disrespected, that it's important for the public to remember that the people who work in government are no different than you. And they go, get up and go to work every day, and they try to do a good job. And the fact that they work for the government isn't a reason to disrespect them. It's a reason to respect them as much as you respect anybody else. Judge Nancy Margaret Russo, we thank you so much for your time and sitting down and talking with us today. Thank you, Darren.